this is Coffee with Timmy. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Coffee with Timmy. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about something quite sensitive. So I need to let you know that you might, some people might be triggered by what they hear today. And um, this is caution before you go on. We're going to be talking, I'm going to be chatting with a friend. I'm not going to introduce her because I don't think it adds anything to the value of this conversation. Mostly I'm going to be speaking to her about rape. Um, this woman is incredible. She has more than survived uh, the trauma of what happened to her. But you know how it is, you still, it still happens, you still hear about it. Things can still bring um, emotions up especially when the rape has been committed by someone who is supposed to protect you, someone who is supposed to have your best interest at heart, someone who you can never in your head conceive will do something like this. So um, you're not going to hear much of my voice, I hope. I'm going to just let her tell the story of what happened and how it happened. Okay, maybe you will hear. I will ask her one or two questions. So um, this friend of mine was raped by a father. Yes, um, I, don't, I, I don't have anything to say. So I'm just going to let her say it in her own words. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, this is a sto story at my heart. I share it quite often um, in the hope that someone might find some healing, might be helped might know that there's a way forward even after it has happened. So I was only 17, 16. At 16, I grew up with my grandmother and um, my father used to come and visit every like <laughs> four years, seven years. <laughs> and you know, like as a child, you just run after them and you're so happy to see them. And then they'll lie and go back and disappear and mm -hmm. you're back with your grandmother. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother was my mother, was my father, was my everything. And then um, what actually happened was wh where I come from, we write exams at, at high school in grade nine. And I failed my exams in the capital city by four points. But my father was staying in another province where I had actually literally passed off the roof and, <laughs> and he asked me to go and continue my grade 10. I refused. I just wanted to repeat, which he still got me a space where he was staying. And this was my very first time to stay with him. And so I moved to this province. I repeated my grade nine. Uh, while in the middle of uh, repeating that year, my, my father had changed stepmothers like twice or three times. Mm -hmm. And this time there was no one at home because he had already chased the third stepmother that I knew. And he one, one day he came home drunk and I'm not giving this as an excuse. There's no excuse for doing things or saying things when you're drunk, mm -hmm. but this is what happened. And he came in and he was screaming, you people who stay in the capital city, you think you're everything. We know that you are promiscuous. I, I need to check that you are actually still a virgin. Then he grabbed my hand from my bedroom, I was sharing my bedroom with my little brother. 
and he grabbed my hand my my little brother was so scared he just covered himself uh, underneath the blankets and he pulled me to his bedroom and he threw me on the ground and he then stood in between some as in between his legs and he was taking off his belts and his zip and i'm really praying so hard that this should not happen this should not happen please lord save me please 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 and uh, he finished taking off his clothes and he just forced himself on me um i don't know how long it lasted um uh, i don't remember as oh. a virgin oh i know it was it was really so it was really really painful and uh when he finished it chased me out and said get out of my bedroom and i went back into my bedroom my brother was crying and uh i saw so hurtful towards him as well that he couldn't come and save me uh but mm. it happened and the next day he pretended like everything was okay like we should just carry on so now imagine i mean i'm here to repeat my grade 9 i'm supposed to be studying anyway i passed with flying colors i was the second highest person in the whole province you stayed with him i i yeah i still stayed with him i had to complete um i i didn't know who to talk to and um, as catholic by then i ran to the church um I spoke to a sister that was close to me, Sister Gloriosa. She was right. She was really loving. Someone who understood yeah, what you were going through. Yeah. yeah. So now my home became the church. Every time I knocked off, I went straight to the Catholic nuns just to chill with them, study there, and go back home late. Uh, lock up the door. Everywhere I went, everything I did, I was locking up. Um, Um, my dad would come in and demand food. I'd cook for him. I felt like spitting into it or peeing into it. Um, that's just the feelings you go through when something like that happened. Anyway, when I finished writing my exams and passed, I quickly took a transfer by myself without my parents' consent. But my headmaster understood. and i went back to the capital city to stay with my grandmother and got myself into another school there um the painful moment though is i never grew up with my parents as i mentioned earlier and um i decided to tell my mom over the phone and i phoned her and the first thing that came out of her mouth was stop spreading such rumors oh my word that I think was the worst than the rape itself for someone who gave birth to me to tell me that I'm spreading rumors and I I wasn't a person who was a talkative person or a gossip for her to say stop spreading such rumors so it really destroyed my relationship with her I never grew up with her anyway so there was really no relationship but all the all the um all that that remained that i could that we could mend our relationship was just killed then so every time my grandmother asked me to go and see my mom i refused i didn't want to see her i stayed with my grandmother i saw my mother's sisters my aunts and them but they were all in the 
province that I was staying in. But when it came to seeing my mom, I didn't want to see her because she, she didn't believe my story. Mm-hmm. And it really hurt. Yeah, because um, that's two, that's, those are the two people that should really have your best interest at heart. Exactly. Your father, who should have been protecting you, and your mom, who should also uh, be protecting you, but then she puts, I don't know, they were not married anymore then, so that wasn't like the love of her husband. So the reputation of her husband, of herself, I guess, was more important. Did you tell your grandmother? No, I didn't tell my grandmother. My grandmother... My grandmother was a sweet person. Um, I felt that if I had told her, it would have killed her, that her son did that to me. Oh, so it was your paternal grandmother? Yeah. Did, did you think to go to the hospital? In those days when I was growing up, actually, to be honest, I didn't. I, it just, I just yeah, killed not, by it's myself. It's not like it is now. Yeah. Mm. And it, in, in, in my country, it's not something that people talk about everyone just keeps quiet it's a taboo to talk about someone raping you later on your own relative or your your father or your you know i think it's i think it's a taboo really anywhere i mean it is done and it's also done in my country i cannot lie it is done but the thing is nobody wants it's not something you want to hear even here even where we hear it here all the time this person was raped, but that person by their family by their um, brother, their uncle, but it's still not, it's morally wrong, it's culturally wrong. I don't think there's any culture in the world that um, will say this is the right time. This is someone who comes out of you. Yes. It's because of you that they are alive and I don't even have the words. I don't I don't have the words. And you're, you're, you said when you, when you came out you were, you were angry with your brother? Yes. Um, because it didn't save you. Yes. What was your relationship with him after this? Um, he just apologized. He saw that things were not the same anymore. Um, but I left and he stayed with my father. He's the one who grew up with my father. I grew up with my grandmother. Um, so later on in life, I think when I had my own child and he had kids, um, that's what, when we started relating. Um, at a forgiveness level only because God required me to really forgive um, as I got born again later mm. when I was um, 20, 22, 23 that's when I understood that I really needed to free myself because it was actually a burden that carried I carried that weighed so much on me that I, I, I as a sad child I wasn't, mm. I wasn't a happy person, the person that you know now, <laughs> the bubbly person. Uh, I was really a very closed-up person. Yes, that person. will. Because um, to trust anyone after that will be, will be difficult. Do you think your brother knew what happened? He knew he heard me crying. He heard me crying. Like I said, it was really so. I never knew anything about sex, not even from sex education. Mm. So you think he heard when you came back to the room, not when it was happening. That's what I mean. When it was happening. He heard you crying yeah, the in the room. Close, yes. Oh, okay. So it's one of those. How old was he? Um, five years, we were five years difference. He's late now. Okay. I was oh. 16, he was 11. He was 11. Okay, so what, he was young. He was he very was young. young. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, this is, this is um, 
just one one of the horrible things that my my father did. I mean, I used to pee on myself sometime before I met him and he heard from my grandmother and he took me upside down into the toilet and said he was going to flush me in there. Oh my gosh, because you were wet in the bed. Yeah, and my head was really literally into the toilet, in the water. Oh my word. Oh my word. I thought oh that was word. the worst until he until... me. Yeah. <sighs> Even now our relationship is not that great. I have forgiven him and um, I've moved forward. I had to do a forgiveness training, which is like three days. And I had to phone him and tell him that I have forgiven you for raping me, something that I never did say to him. And what uh, did he say? Of, of which he just kept quiet. And there was a whole silence that you could hear a pin drop. So I just said, okay, that's all I wanted to tell you. Bye. So you knew what he did? Yes. I mean, the the, the beer or whatever will have worn off at uh, in the morning. Yes. He knew what he did and he never addressed it. He never yes. apologized. Yeah. He never did. Mm. He hasn't up to now. You're a big, you're a big person huh, to, to actually have talked to him again. I don't think I'll have been able to. I don't think I will have been... I'll, I, Lord knows me. I don't think I'll have been able to to talk to him, even to face him. You've, you see, that's why I said you're an incredible woman. To have been able to stay in that house, just focus your mind on, I need to write my exam. I need to write my exam. I need to write yes. my exam. Yes. But how, I don't know how I wouldn't have been able to even come out of my room, I think. And, um, oh boy, oh boy, this is very, it, it's, um, like I said before, before we started recording, I, I feel more, my, my heart is, it, it's not skipping a beat, but it's all, um, I, I, to, to use what my child will say, it's all squashed up, mm. you know, just even thinking about it. Because when it comes to pain, I'm, I, I can't stand it, you know. And when it's pain on someone else who, de who didn't deserve it, I do think some people deserve pain. But <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, like him now, but I, I can't. I, I was talking to someone yesterday because of um, next week, I was, I was chatting with the doctor about gender-based violence. And I said to her that, the problem is when you cannot see someone as human, that's no. when you can do all these evil things to them. If you can see them as human, like, you know, Jesus said, one commandment, all the other commandments, forget it. Just one, love each other as I love you. If you love someone as you love yourself, you will not be able to, because then you, you're, you're seeing this is a human being. Yes. This is a person. This is... I'm so sorry. It's, it's, I am so sorry. You know, even when you talk about it, either to encourage someone, either to help someone, it's still something that you relieve. The, the pain might not be as bad as it was when it happened, but it's still something that yes, happened to I you. I can see it mm -hmm. like it happened yesterday. Yes, I can. I can imagine that. Yeah. How did um, this color your relationships? Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, it affected a lot of my relationships. I, um, I didn't date. <laughs> I started dating, I think I was 25. I got married at 28. I had my child at 29. No, I got married at 27. I had my child at 28. But um, my relationship with my ex-husband wasn't that great. Um, sometimes I felt like I want to rape him back. 
like I'm revenging. Mm-hmm. Some he's so aggressive. And sometimes I felt like when I said no, he should have listened. So I took it as a rape. Yeah. And mm. yet it's in the marital house. Yeah, but you know, now the law has changed that yeah. even within marriages, husbands can rape their wives. Yeah. Because it was happening. But that's just like you said, no, this is a marriage. It can't be raping me. Yeah. You know? And that thing is so powerful. And you also have a daughter now. Yeah. When you say no, no, it's got to mean no. And uh, also with my daughter, to leave her with my dad, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> I can't. My heart skipped a bit when you said that. <laughs> no, I didn't have to, but um, she always wanted to meet him. So I had to tell her the story at some stage mm. when she was grown enough to understand. Okay. And so I, I also made it aware to her that some touches are wrong and some touches mm. are okay. I remember growing up, like I mentioned earlier, we didn't speak about these things. But your grandfather, I don't know if it happened in your country. When I was really, really at primary school, and your grandfather would be like, oh, your press are starting. Let me see if they're, if they're strong enough. Are you serious? Enough. No, man, that's you inappropriate run, touch. And then you run to them. You're like, here, yeah, here. Yeah. And then they feel, they feel, and they're like, okay, they're coming up right, you know. And then there was a moment where my one of my uncles, we stayed with in my grandmother's house, would say, go and buy fat cooks, fritters uh, across the road, his money. And when passing uh, on the door, he would then squeeze himself against me. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Piled up after (sighs) I got raped. I'm like, all of those things were wrong. Yes, yes. To be done. Yeah. um, Mm. My only challenge was I really felt for my grandmother because she had really horrible high blood pressure and she worked so hard. And for me to add on to this is happening in this house, um, it it would have been, it would have killed her. Yes, okay, because these these are our sons. Do you think it might have happened to all the girls in the house? Maybe your nieces, your aunties, your cousins? As the only uh, grandchild. And then there was my aunt, the last born between my grandmother and my grandfather who passed mm. away as well. And I'm not sure if that happened because my aunt was very rebellious. So she was one of those that went out clubbing. So even if it happened, someone wouldn't have believed her in such a way because mm-hmm. she was already a wild child, and which is not an excuse. No, it. it's not. It's not. And, that, and that's the thing. Because it's like being raped all over again. Yes. You know, who am I going to ever trust? That, you know, like um, women who go to the police station and and uh, they look up. Well, look, is this what you were wearing? Did it just uh, happen? Uh, or you were at a party, you are dressed like this. It's not your it's fault, not your fault, you know? And that thing of us, of women, that is, or the victim, because sometimes it happens to men, blaming themselves. Oh, it's because I wore a particular thing. Mm. It's because I, I don't know, use lipstick. Yeah. It's, it's can, no, whatever thing that you, it is not your fault. It is not your fault. And especially, you know, this is someone who is older than you because we also have um, date rape. But this is someone who is older than you, who should know better. This is someone who has the position, the duty, yes. you know, the God-given duty to look after you. Yes. And protect and then, you. And protect you. He should be the one 
to pick up a fight with someone who wants to do that exactly. to his child, but then is the one who is violating all sorts of laws doing this to, to his child. Yeah. I know I'm digressing, but you mentioned something very important that uh, even when you go to the police, they look at you like, what did you do? Yeah. I remember my ex-husband used to beat me up and then he broke my arm and I went to the police and my arm was really swollen. You could tell it was broken. My forehead was seriously um, swollen. And the first thing that came out of their mouths what, was, what did you do to him? I was like, like why did you make him so angry? Yeah. What did really? you do for him to beat you up? So I'm thinking, someone must do something to me for me to beat them up. No. Anyway. <sighs> it's just another uh, Yeah, I know, but um, it's, it's, all, um, it's, all, it's all tragic. And um, thank you. Thank you for talking to me. I'm going to give um, numbers, hotlines for anyone who this has happened to, anyone who is going through it, anyone who has gone through it yes. because you need to talk about it. It needs to come out. It's trauma. It's yes. trauma. We, like I was saying to you, we see the physical thing, you know, or oh, maybe there are marks, maybe you've got tears that medicine can fix, but we can't, we can't fix the art. No, we can't fix the emotions. No, you know, we can't. And it just goes through life with you. And you, you, you might get to that point where you say, why me? Yes. Why me? You I know? said a lot of why me's. <laughs> I said a lot mm. of them. Even after receiving Christ as my Lord and Savior, mm. I, I still went like, where were you? Oh, boy. Why did this happen? It was happen? there. It was there. Yeah. It was there. It was there. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm going to give her a hug. So bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye. You can contact the Tears Foundation hotline on star 134 star 7355-ash. They're open 24-7. This is Coffee with Timmy. 